This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. You know, as Christians, uh, I really like to encourage people to look beyond what you can actually see. Um, it's funny because, you know, we live inside of a body. And so we've got our five senses that go with our body where we can uh, taste, touch, see, hear, smell. And so everything that we really put past us goes through one of those five senses and so it's really hard in life to have the word of god be more real to us than anything else when our five senses are always there and um you know we can see that uh there's tragedy in the world and and we hear the news of what's going on and and there's just a lot of stuff that that goes on um uh, but we need to get to a spot where we can see beyond what we can actually see. And if that makes sense, I did an analogy in, in one of them about magnifying the Lord. And, and you are going to magnify something. What are you bringing closer in life? Is it going to be your God or is it going to be the situation? You know, if I was to hold a quarter out in front of me and you were to look at that quarter, I say this quarter is your problem and I'm your solution. You really aren't that worried because one I've got the quarter in my hand and two it's like you know a thousand times uh, smaller than me and so uh, it only becomes a problem when I bring that quarter all the way to you you close one eye and it's just in front of your eye you can't even see me behind the quarter and I think that's a lot of times what we do with our problems and we need to get in a spot where we can look beyond and see what we can't really see and um, it's not a fake it until you make it, as some uh, Christians, you know, kind of say. And they're like, how are you doing, brother? Uh, blessed and highly favored when really they're going through hell on earth. And uh, they just say words because they think that those are the words to say. And, and as a pastor, you can fool me with your words. And, and sometimes we can even fool our own heart. But we can't fool God. And... Um, oh, what happens is we we try to say things because we're we know that they're the right things to say and so we're just saying the right things but it's not a belief system in our heart and so it's not manifesting you know out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and um so what's in your heart is what's coming out of your mouth you hear people and what they say and it it should be coming out of their mouth sometimes we need to say things to change our thinking so that our thinking can then become a belief system and your belief system goes into your heart and once it's in your heart and you just speak without thinking then um, that's when you know that you actually believe something or not it's kind of a, a full cycle of what we do to get out of our mouth the correct information that we believe instead of the correct information that we're just saying because we know it's the right information um, we see that Abraham was uh, counted as righteous because he really believed God. He said he was fully convinced in his heart that God was able to do what he said he was going to do. So what is righteousness? How do we even know that we're righteous or, or that it's working is when we're fully convinced. And that is, how do you know you're fully convinced when you're in peace? If you know that the situation is going to be taken care of, you don't have to worry about it. You know, you could have a rich uncle with some multimillionaire call you and say, hey, I've got your phone bill this week. 
and that didn't change your uh, phone bill today. It didn't change that you'd still have no money. It didn't change that uh, the bill's not even paid yet, but the belief is so strong that you don't worry about it because you know it's going to be taken care of. You know that if there's a late fee or anything like that, that it's going to be taken care of, and so you're at peace. And the same thing with God is when you finally get into that spot where you know that you know that you know you can be at peace because it's there, and that's different than you're in fear and panic while saying all the right words. Um, and, and many people get that mixed up. Uh, we talked a little bit about David in, in Psalms twenty-seven, thirteen. said, I would have lost heart or I would have given up unless I would believe, I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I, I would see my breakthrough happen today while I'm still alive. Not when I get in heaven or not anything like that, but, but right now. We see in Proverbs 23, 7, that as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. That's really out of the abundance of the heart that your your mouth speaks. What's in your heart is really who you are. And so changing our heart is what we really have to do so that we can see beyond what we can see. And what do I mean by that? You know, David talked a lot about magnifying the Lord and um, I'm bringing those things uh, closer, the, the things of God, bringing them closer and letting the things of this world grow strangely dim or fade away. Um, I love a story in Second Kings. It's uh, 6 and it's 8 through 23. And it's a story of Elisha and, and they're at a camp, the king of Syria and the Israelites, they're at war with one another. And every time the Syrian king goes to battle, uh, his plans are stopped by the Israelites, so much so where the very things that he's whispering in his bedchambers with just a handful of people are, are being known to the Israelite camp. And he comes and he brings all of his officers and everything and he says, what is going on? What is happening here? And they say that Elijah the prophet is telling it. Um, everything that you're saying, God tells him and he's telling uh, the Israelite army. And so what happens is the king of Syria says, I'm going to go and surround the city. Tell me where he's at. And I'm going to take Elijah and we're going to destroy him and get rid of him because I can't have him telling my plans to the army or we'll never win a war. And so they surround everybody. And in the morning, Elijah's servant wakes up and totally in fear, totally just screaming and freaking out because he wakes up to being surrounded by an army. So rightfully so, should have been afraid. It's the worst of the worst. It's your worst nightmares coming true that you can't get out. You can't go anywhere and you're surrounded on every possible way. And Elisha's response is the man of God because he was so in tune that the supernatural was more real to him than the natural, which means that he could see beyond what he could see in the natural and that's where we need to be and what elisha does is he prays and says god i pray that you would open the eyes of my servant so he can see what i can see he can see the greater reality he can see what's really going on see in the natural you can only see half of the story uh, his servant could only see what was going on here on earth and 
so God opened his eyes, touched his eyes, and, and when he began to look, he saw that surrounding that army was the army of the Lord, ready for battle, ready to just take him out. Elisha doesn't do that. He doesn't call down fire. He doesn't have him taken out. He actually goes out there and lies to them and says, I know the man that you're looking for. Follow me. And marches the whole army into the Israelites' camp. And so you see here that he didn't fight the way that everybody else thought he should fight. He fought in the supernatural. He fought with the Lord on his side. He, But he could see beyond what he could really see. And the servant went from a spot of fear and doubt to knowing that we can take on anything because greater was the army that was with them than the army that was before them. And they were actually surrounded by the army of the Lord. And so it didn't matter. But but that's our situation. Our God is bigger than any situation that we can come up. If there's a sickness, we need to realize that there's an army of healing that is right behind that sickness. That when we go under and um, our bills don't look like they'll be met, that there's an army of uh, prosperity and, and that's even a hard word for a lot of people. But the blessings of the Lord that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. When you have a need, realize that God's supplement is right behind there and a lot bigger than your problem. You know, when we're going through a situation with a family or, or you know, maybe you've been praying for a loved one or something like that, that the solution is right behind that you cannot see. And so we need to pray for God to open our eyes so that we can see what we can't see. And how do we do that? We look into the word, all the promises of the word. God cannot lie. It says that he's not a man. So how do we get those promises to go from I'm believing to I receiving? And and that's really seen beyond the natural into the supernatural. Many of us only just see the situation. We start to quote the right words to say. We, cry, we start to... Um, say all the right scriptures, all the right phrases. You know, we're blessed and highly favored. We're the head and not the tail. We say all this stuff, but we're still in fear and anxiety and torment because of the reality of the situation. And that's not fear, that, or that's not faith. That's living in fear. That's making, um, that's just looking at what's in front of you and not seeing beyond. And, and it's not bad to do that stuff because you want to get yourself in in a good spot we know in in uh romans uh, 4 17 through 22 it's talking about that god calls those things that do not exist as though they do it's not a fake it until you make it but it's a using your words to manifest what isn't there yet it's it's seen beyond what you can see because the word said it and so you can call those things that aren't there yet even though even as if they were there. So you get into a peace and say, I'm going to call those things, I'm going to call my healing into existence now, even though I can't see it now. I'm going to call my breakthrough into, I call those things that be not just like if they were there, because I know what the word says. And so that promise is more real to me. The promise of God is more real. That phone call that I got from God saying, I'm going to take care of all your needs. Don't worry about it. I'm going to take care of this, you know, 
And, and the, the thing is, is we look at those promises as promises that were made thousands of years ago to us, and they don't have the same impact. And I'm telling you, until they get that same impact of reality to you, that they are just as true today as they were thousands of years ago, they're not going to have that breakthrough power in your life because it's going to be good words to you and not a promise of God. And we need to look past um, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says that we do not walk, or for we walk by faith. We do not walk by sight. You don't walk towards or walk in a way that navigates just through what you can see. That will drive you crazy in life. You need to get a, a, a more vision, a new revelation. You need to get um, a greater reality of who God is. You know, Moses, Aaron, uh didn't go into the promised land. Um, their sister never went in. And they were the three that, that really wanted it the most. They've been praying for it the most. And Moses didn't go in. He had that reality uh, with God in the burning bush where he God was so real to him. That breakthrough was so real that God is speaking to him in a consuming fire that didn't ever burn out. And yet, you see, when God said, go in and take the promised land, he said, I need to go and uh, send in the spies, which means I need to get an, a, a second opinion on this. I need to get uh, man's thought process on this before I go in and do what God had said. And today, are you going to go off of that old revelation that maybe God told you to do something years ago, but you still haven't done it? You still haven't because people said, oh, you can't do that. That's not for today. I don't know how you're ever going to afford to do that. And there's a second opinion that is greater than the word of God and what God has told you you can do. You're making your problems a lot bigger than the solution. And that solution is surrounding your problem. And that solution is greater than anything that you will ever face. That solution is Jesus Christ. And until we look and see beyond what we can actually see, we can see into the greater reality. What spoke what into existence? What's the greater reality? Is it the natural or the supernatural? Did the, the natural create the supernatural? Or did the supernatural come down and say, let there be light? And there was. We need to look at what the greater reality is and see beyond what we can see into the greater reality of the word of God because the word of God came in and spoke and all of a sudden what was impossible is now possible. Peter walking on water, you know, it's impossible to walk on water until you say, Lord, if that's you, tell me to come. And as soon as the Lord says, it's me, come on out, he gets out of the boat and starts to walk on the water. And we see that now the impossible is made possible. And what was never been able to be done before is now the greater reality because Peter's walking on water because the Lord said, come. And I want to encourage you guys to look beyond what you can actually see. Uh, look beyond into the supernatural, the greater reality. And how do you do that? You look into the word. You open your word and you find the truth. You find the promises. You find what God's actually saying. And you're saying God cannot lie. He will not lie. He has never lied. And so I'm going to trust in what has never failed over what fails every single day. This world fails 
every single day. We've had so many things that we know to be true, and then they change because this world is always changing, but the Word of God never changes. So I want to encourage you guys today to look beyond what you can actually see into the greater reality. I hope this blesses you. I hope that you're encouraged today. Have a wonderful time. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to KingdomYouthConference.com or follow him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.